the Forecast F1 podcast, live from Montreal, Montreal! right after the race. And we're here with a slightly larger crowd than usual. So let's go past everyone. Sam, how excited are you? Very excited. I think at this point, I am trying to come down from the high of this entire weekend. It just pretty much feels like I've been living in a dream. I feel the same way. I feel very much the same way. Yeah, 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 true. And we're actually recording this pretty much hours after the race. So, again, our minds may be a little hazy, but we're going to do the best job that we can at this point. Exactly. So bear with us, yeah. And we, we have some support here. So we're here also with Nancy from Germany, who... How many races have you visited, Nancy, by now? Uh, 24. 24. <laughs> yeah. It's my first time in Canada. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so we're also here with Ajit from Malaysia, who's actually living in Montreal now. For how, how long have you been here, Ajit? Almost two years. All right. Yeah. And, and no Ferrari mess up today, so I, I guess... I mean, after yesterday's qualifying, today was a pleasure Uh-oh. to watch. <laughs> a pleasure to watch. And we should also mention the fact that uh, you can actually see some reels that Ajit has been doing recently on the Forecast F1 Instagram page as well. True. And we're also recording with Megan, who's lending her basement actually for us to record this yes. podcast in. Hello. And <laughs> Megan, you've been playing the game already for... Yeah, pretty much since Sam started. Right. Yep, that's yeah. about right. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. And we're here with Itzana, who was also on our previous podcast, and Itzana actually won the Forecast F1 season in 2022. How did you enjoy the race, Itzana? I have no words, really. I have no (laughs) words. For me, the world stood still, and I just only was with my head in Formula One this whole entire weekend. And Itzana, you don't know it yourself yet, but you also won this weekend's very nice nice Nice. double win yeah you actually outscored the second position with 11 points great nice yeah yeah all right so i think it's time to talk a little bit about the track okay so i'm gonna actually be pretty brief when it comes to the track this weekend um we were obviously physically there so it was pretty it was a pretty incredible experience for us but uh, for those of you that were watching and weren't physically there there is three sectors of the track with two drs zones um and i I think that's really pretty much it there was one slight modification i believe coming into turn two that they actually ended up reversing after the drivers requested to do so going into the race because they were having a little bit of trouble you could see them running off quite a few of them during qualifying Uh, But that's really it when it comes to the track and the overall changes or adjustments. Not too much, uh, but physically being there, it's exciting. Yeah, exactly, because we were able to do a pit lane walk, so we actually got to see the track up really close. Yeah. So, it's other Nancy, how do you feel about the pit walk? Well, Nancy, you've done a couple of pit lane walks, no? It was very good, and I saw for the first time an Audi. And we we should elaborate the fact that Nancy uh, very much has uh, a love for Audi, (laughs) which so how do you feel about 2026? Actually, the fact that they've announced that Audi is uh, is going to be joined. I'm so excited. The whole merchandise, everything. (laughs) (laughs) 
She'll be fully decked out. That's amazing. Well, at least I already got their first fan. <laughs> Very true. How was the pit lane walk compared to the other ones you've did? You, you've been in Baku on the pit lane walk and where else? Um, too many people. Um, Here or in, yeah, in, yeah, in Montreal, too many people, I think. Um, we saw the crowd in the end. And I never saw it before that there's so many people standing in the queue. Um, for example, Bahrain wasn't so full. You can go back and forwards and you can choose yourself but here you have to go straight ahead and was a bit yeah you have to move yeah the there, was a, there was a lot of people and actually yeah, they, yeah. they planned to do it between 9 and 12 but then when we were getting out which was like 50 minutes before 12 there was still a huge line of people yeah yes. so yeah I, I guess it's time to talk about about qualifying and perhaps about practice although yeah practice was kind of interesting uh, this time with uh, basically FP1 not technically happening. So FP1 was a little lackluster, actually. We had, it stemmed from the beginning with Gasly, um, his car stopping in the middle of the track, foreseeing a red flag. And then after that, uh, it looked like there seemed to be some technical issues with the cameras on the track themselves. And that ended up canceling the entire FP1. So we were luck luckily able to have an FP2, which they extended an extra 30 minutes um, as a result, of course, of the fact that we were unable to see FP1. And then carrying in, I guess we can just segue into FP3. FP3 was quite wet, but also there were um, several, you saw several drivers going off. We had mentioned the fact of the second turn, turn two, and the fact that we saw quite a few drivers going off into the grass there as well. But more importantly, I think out of FP3 to mention is signs. Uh, getting into that accident, it looked like he just underbraked going into the corner. I believe it was the first turn. And as a result, he had he sustained quite a bit of damage. It looked like both the front and rear uh, required quite a bit of work from the mechanics. And what I felt was impressive was we ourselves were discussing this shortly after because they only had mere hours to be able to put that car back together for qualifying. And we were looking at this and actually thinking that the chances of him being prepared and being able to go out for qualifying was going to be quite slim. So credit to the mechanics overall in the Ferrari garage because the fact that they were able to put the car back together and he was, and, and we, can, we can attest to the fact of witnessing this, literally down to the very last minute they were putting that car together to be put on the track. So the fact that that happened was quite impressive. And I think that's one thing I would highlight from FP3. And uh, and then, of course, we get into qualifying. Yeah, I think, like you were saying, when we were walking away from FP3, we all we all said to one another that yeah, science not going to make qualifying. And I think FP3 finished 1.30, didn't it? And then at 4 o'clock qualifying started. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was very little time in between, so that was definitely impressive. And, and well, Sainz also made it work a little bit more even than Leclerc in qualifying, although, yeah, well, some penalties, but I guess we'll get into that a little bit later. We should also mention one just personal detail to add to the, uh, to the, the time between FP3 and qualifying and the fact that at that moment, it, during FP3, it actually, it was raining quite heavily. And so... Thankfully, Nancy was quick-witted in this entire situation and left FP3 early, found a little hut, like a little station where we were able to seek shelter. And that's where the four of us sat for, 
don't know, what, an hour and a half? Yeah. A solid hour and a half. This is where we were also discussing the fact that whether whether or not we felt the Ferrari was going to make it into qualifying. This is where these conversations took place in a little hut while it was absolutely downpouring. So just a funny moment in memory that we can take from that as well. Right, so qualifying. <laughs> you want to move right in? Okay. <laughs> Say no more. Um, okay, so... I think, I think after FP3, this was what we all kind of wanted and we couldn't really... wait Because the weather was quite... Yeah, we were all pretty cold and couldn't wait for qualifying to start so yes yes and as qualifying continued the rain intensified right yeah. okay so getting into qualifying let's talk first about q1 we saw uh joe out we saw sonoda out sergeant devries uh and gasly what did you think about the situation between gasly and signs and the impeding uh, which we'll get into all the penalties, but let's just first talk about that one moment and what possibly cost Gasly from having an opportunity to enter into Q2, which was a result of that situation between him and Sainz and that impeding altogether. Yeah, so Sainz was definitely impeding him, although he had some trouble with the Alpha Tauri in front of him as well, which I felt was also partly their fault, but I suppose Sainz shouldn't have been driving that slowly, which would have avoided the whole situation altogether. So, yeah, I understand the, the three-place grip penalty. Um, and it was sour for, for Gasly, for sure, because, um, yeah, that way he didn't make it into Q Q2. And actually, another driver that uh, received a three-grid-place three penalty that was that ended out in Q1 as well was Sonoda. Yeah, and that was Sonoda impeded Hulkenberg, wasn't it? I think yes. Oh, was ho sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about I was thinking about practice. No, Carlos right? impeded uh, during practice as well as during qualifying. He yeah. was pretty much reported throughout the entire sessions. For no, but I'm talking about Sonoda's um, grip penalty. Grip penalty. Yeah. yeah, but that was for impeding Alkmaar. Yes, yeah. yes. What I, what I was ju just to clarify, I was um, I said Alonso earlier, but I was thinking about the moment when he was impeding Alonso ah, for a yeah, brief yeah, moment yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Yeah, the blind yeah, comment. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How can you forget that? Yeah, true. And then Stroll, although mo making it into Q two, he did start at P eighteen because of getting a three place grip penalty as well. What was that? I, I actually I didn't catch that. Impeding for against. I don't impeding. remember. There was a lot of impeding throughout the sessions yeah, this that, time around. That's what Carlos Sainz said too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because watching it on screen, you could literally see the struggle of the cars trying to find grid position in order for them to go ahead. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of them were interrupting each other when they were on their cooldown lap and when they were about to start their flying lap. Yeah. Yeah. So it 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 was a huge problem this weekend. Mm hmm. I guess the wet conditions also didn't help. Uh, with everybody conditions. was stressed. Everybody, everybody want want to get out there and and be on track, do their lap, have a good time. It was messy. Yeah, exactly. Because nobody knew exactly if conditions would get worse. Yeah. And I think Q three was actually a very good example of that. And yeah. It did get worse. <coughs> so I guess they were already scared of that during Q one and Q two as well. But um, yeah, let's not forget about Q two before we go to Q three. Very important. I think and it won't be the last time this weekend. We've got to make mention of uh, of Alex Albon, don't we? Absolutely. I what a what a remarkable. I uh, getting being the first one, first of all, to go onto slicks. I I think that pretty much anybody was 
would have been biting their nails and thinking that it was an absolute roll of the dice at that point. And again, us being there in the presence of this weather and seeing the track itself, the moment I saw him go out on slicks, I was very hesitant as to what that result was going to be. So the fact that he went out and put on a flying lap and finished where he was, was absolutely impressive. And obviously great, not only for him, but a great result for Williams. And also I would say Q2, just to, just to go into Q2, when we'll obviously discuss the other drivers and the decisions in terms of tire strategy, but really timing was, was monumental during Q2 when it came to having the slicks and having them at the right moment. And it really came down to a matter of minutes because the rain came on, it came on fast. So if you were on slicks and you had that brief moment in time to put on the flying lap, that was going to give you the advantage because if you, unfortunately, like Leclerc had seen, if you were in a different situation and you had a different strategy and you weren't on the slicks, it was too little too late in just mere minutes. So let's get into deep talking about that. Anton, why don't you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, that's the second time in a row that uh, Charles doesn't make it into uh, into Q3, and the third time in a row that Checo doesn't make it into Q3. So uh, mm. I guess those two are feeling a little bit uh, uh, different about qualifying than. Uh, Usually, Charles is known for his qualifying, exactly. but yeah. you know there have been issues with the setup and all that. And at the end of the day, it was down to strategy, and he called for slicks being put on earlier, but he was denied twice. So rightfully so at the end of it he was very visibly frustrated true and then well going into q3 that was a little bit of a different q3 session than i think we regularly see uh, not maybe building up to a climax towards the end but uh, everybody just basically having a single chance to uh, well not even everybody because i think albon even failed to set a qualifying lap during q3 he didn't even set a time did he no he just went right into the garage. Yeah. Uh, actually, um, we should also make mention of the both McLarens did well yes. during qualifying. And again, that was a team that capitalized on the slicks as well. Yeah. So team that decided to keep the slicks, had them at the right opportune moment, and were able to seek an advantage in qualifying. And we cannot forget Hukenberg. Yeah. <laughs> I look at Nancy because she was... She, she's explained to me the proper pronunciation and I hope I'm saying his last okay. name. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> but impressive, impressive coming in at uh, in second there. But um, sadly, he did receive a grid penalty and that brought him back to start on Sunday's race in P5. So he received a three-place penalty as well and that was for failing to stay, uh, well, he was, he was, I guess, speeding during a red flag so so what did you make of that qualifying uh, performance of Hulkenberg Nancy mm, honestly I was very surprised <laughs> um, I was happy yeah but then just an hour later I think one hour we get a message that he gets a penalty so I was a bit sad about it but yeah I hope for more honestly but um, yeah fingers were crossed but it didn't help so much but he's he's consistently outqualifying Magnussen. That's uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, he's he's doing much better than I thought he would uh, if he would have asked me at the start of the season. Yeah, Honestly, right. it's a shame. But on the other hand, I think um, yeah, rules are rules. So I guess speeding during the red flag is not uh, yeah. But he was not the only one. 
He wasn't. With his penalty. <laughs> With no, his penalty. True. No, yeah, no. True, true. No, yeah. We had four penalties in total. All three places. Yeah. Is there anyone we're missing? I think we're missing one person. Maybe not. Uh, mm-hmm. To know the stroll signs and, and Hoke right. are the ones that, that all have yeah. been. Yeah. Yeah. So although he he unfortunately received a three grid place penalty it's still a good result f- and for that team itself to be able to see one of those drivers starting in p5 yeah it's just very unfortunate that the house doesn't have a lot of race pace so you know mm-hmm. he dropped i think a total of 10 places during the race which is yeah kind of sad for them being so good on qualifier well especially for hokenberg but yeah yeah you know tough times for Haas, i guess still Sometimes, yeah. That's because of your T-shirt you were wearing <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we'll we'll elaborate the T-shirt. Well, we'll describe the T-shirt a little bit. I had a shirt custom made uh, for Thursday that was uh, Gunther in his iconic photo beside the boat. If if any of you know that, I'm sure many of you do. Um, it is it is a it is a photo that hopefully burns in many people's brains and I thought that it would be best to wear the shirt while walking through the pit lane why not add a little bit of humor so right a chance (laughs) (laughs) at least humor with our group here if it wasn't with anyone else (laughs) there there was actually a decent amount of uh, nice Gunther t-shirts out there there was there was a I was actually pleasantly surprised to see the the humorous ones too if if you notice a lot of the shirts are based on just something to do with his personality or his character, I guess, relatable more so to Drive to Survive because we all know that he's um, he's gained quite a bit of attention from the show itself. And he, like I said, he's just a character. He definitely is a character. He's a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, well, I, I guess to sum up the rest of qualifying, for stopping to Paul, uh, on the lap that he said, well, actually, he he did improve his lap. He said first a 128 and then said a 125, I think. Uh, so he was the only one who actually did improve on a second lap out there during Q3. And then, as we mentioned, Hugenberg, um, it was Alonso who, who, well, qualified third, but started second. Hamilton started third. Uh, Russell starting fourth. And as we said, Hugenberg starting fifth. Uh, 6th Ocon, 7 Norris, 8 Piastri, am I going the right direction? You are, you, you're going the right direction, yeah, yeah, we're moving in the right direction. 9th well, <laughs> was Albon, because he yes. actually didn't set the time, but he did start 9th. Uh, Leclerc, who qualified 11th, started 10th. Sainz on 12th, and uh, well, we're getting back into the Q2 times now, so... Yeah, but yeah. impressive, you just did that all off of memory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And let's not forget that, like, we've had a very long uh, couple of days and uh, it's it's later in the night after having another full day of race. So so I'm impressed that that was very good. Yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> let's stay on the high and, and move, move into uh, the race. I yeah, think, let's uh, do that. I think there's enough to talk about uh, about the race. what did you think about all the teams setting up their cars to get ready for the actual start of the race so actually we were sitting in the grandstand uh, in front of the start and finish so we could see the pit lane and also uh, the car setting up 
So actually we saw the, the team principals walking by. We saw some famous people. I saw Gordon Ramsay walking with his daughter, I guess it mm -hmm. is. I thought it was his girlfriend, but <laughs> maybe a little too young for him. I don't know. No, it was big fun. It was big fun. It was impressive to see the cars uh, that, yeah, that from that, how do you say, nearby? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. From that close up. From that close up, and um, no, it was it was amazing. And the sound. Well, when they prepare, there's not so many <laughs> yeah, sounds. Yeah, so point, <laughs> <laughs> what sounds? Okay, but uh, I mean the sounds of the cars during also qualifying practice and, and the race. What did you What did you make of that? Was it yeah, so time? like I mentioned, the last podcast is that I was looking forward to hear the cars and feel it all, and it was amazing to hear the cars and the engines roar. Yeah, definitely very awesome. Yeah, and and I guess this is my second time uh, being able to hear them and. And so I, I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's anything like it. Nancy, you've heard, um, well, you've, we've already highlighted the fact that you have been to several races. Like, how do you feel after hearing them for the first time each time you go to a race? Does it, does it ever get, um, I don't want to say the word old, but it, how do you, does you have the same feeling each and every single time? Mm, for my first race, honestly, I need earplugs. <laughs> um, and you had an evening, you had some beep in your ears. It was very, very loud. So the cars, it's not the same like years before, but of course I love it. I love this hobby, but um, the sound is a bit missing, honestly. Yeah. For you, oh, it in was, comparison, it was, yeah. Yeah, if you compare. For you, it was super and okay, but for fans who um, visit races years ago, they're a bit sad and a bit disappointed, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. When you, but you, one thing for certain is, is that um, there, there's nothing that you can compare really to that sound. Even now, with with the current cars, when you when you see it, like let's say for example, um, during practice when they first start and they all start coming out, how what's that feeling to you, each and every single time? Every time I get goosebumps. Yeah. Really, every time, yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel so so happy. <laughs> it's my holiday. It's, I love it. Yeah, it definitely is. I I think that one the two words that came into my mind actually today when I was watching the race. Well, I hadn't even watched the race yet to be honest. We were just at a point where the cars were preparing. Uh, for the race and watching them come out on the grid and watching the mechanics put everything together and and just watching everything take place to get it to this point the two words that kept on coming into my head was nothing compares right not absolutely nothing compares I, I can't think of something that can compare to the sound that can compare to everything that comes to the sport itself I know I'm kind of running off on this on this tangent now about how much we love the sport but I think that it also ties into what we're talking about in terms of experiences and being as the fact that uh, some of us in this group, it was our first experience so for Anton and Itzana. It was your first experience to be able to be a part of that live. For me, it was my second. And for you, Nancy, several. So it's an interesting dynamic to put it all together. But the one thing that I think that we can that that we have that um, is relatable without a shadow of a doubt is that our experience is there's nothing that we can compare to that. Uh, to to seeing them live, to hearing those sounds, to uh, being a part of that experience, right? Amen to that. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> beats right. being on track. Nothing beats being on Nothing. track. No, 
definitely. So I guess since we're talking about the track, let's segue into the race. Yeah, right. So um, at the start, I think uh, we saw, uh, well, actually it was just around turn one. So we actually didn't get to see it because we were grandstand one. But uh, Lewis overtook Alonso. Yeah, right he had there. a great start. Yeah. He had an absolute. Megan's giving a thumbs up because we'll we'll also say that uh, that Megan and Ajit were able to watch it, uh, watch it through the F one coverage, whereas we were watching it live. So it's interesting also to have your to to have your inputs in terms of what you saw from different from different viewpoints. But yeah, Hamilton Hamilton definitely had a good start, didn't he? Yeah. You you had your thumbs up. So what did you? What was your opinion from no, that? No, honestly, it was it was just really nice to see. like because I couldn't be at the track in person this year it was nice to be able to watch it on online and and kind of go through that and to see all aspects of the race and not just at one specific point uh, as as you guys experienced this year so I really enjoyed the take later on but that that will from Alonzo to Hamilton later on. That was yeah. a really beautiful takeover. Yeah. Um, yeah, it so, was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They had quite a quite an interesting battle, didn't yeah. they? It reminded yeah, it me did. a lot of like the old days. Yeah. True. The old battles. Yeah. The it all circled back to today, and yeah. Fortunately, they are battling again. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing that could make it better is if the two of them are battling for first. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing that would make it better because then it would be exactly like how it used to be. Well, speaking of first, we guess we should we should mention the fact that of course, uh well, I shouldn't say of course, but <laughs> that that comes off a little bit wrong, but I think at this point in in the season, it's uh like Verstappen has just be- become a, a force to be reckoned with, really. He he's just unstoppable and he did win the race he came in p1 which was which was great impressive also almost 10 seconds ahead so again another pure dominating weekend for red bull specifically for max verstappen and when you're there witnessing it i mean the the actual speed of the red bull car is just it really truly is in a class of its own because by the third lap he was already well ahead and it became very clear that the battle for second and third the first it provided that he was consistent and there wasn't any mistakes and throughout the race but ultimately it was really going to come down to the battle of of second and third at that point for the remainder of the podium and like we've touched on then we get into the battle between Alonso and Hamilton and actually going into Alonso towards the end of the race I think he was experiencing potentially some issues with his brakes we saw Hamilton uh we we touched on the fact that Hamilton had had a great start also Alonso came back and overtook Hamilton had a very nice overtake which was actually at the final chicane leading into the straight where we were Mm -hmm. and uh that was just very well timed but he st- Hamilton right towards the last I believe 10 laps or so started gaining on Alonso which made it even yeah. more interesting and he was almost in range almost about a second away in terms of distance uh, but it was it then we later discovered that there may have potentially been an issue with his brakes I believe he came on the radio at one point in time when they were talking about it and he said just leave it to me yeah. at one yeah. point yeah which again pure Alonzo fashion 
right? The confidence that he has in himself and in the car is clearly evident. And even at the end, when he was being interviewed after, um, after at the end of the race, he said he wasn't even really aware of the issues with the car. He thought the car was, was fine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's interesting. But um, regardless, that's one thing that, that was quite impressive during the race was that battle for the podium between the two of them. And uh, I guess we can get into a few more battles in the race. Yeah, true. No, I think um, well, the first, the three that were on the podium, they all they all pitted right at the safety car or just before the safety car. So they were more or less on similar strategies. The only difference was that uh, at the second pit stop, Alonso went for hards, where Hamilton was on medium. So that could have been the only. And then, like Sam, like you were saying, Hamilton was gaining on Alonso a little bit. Um, you could see it well we could see it right where we were sitting mm-hmm. like every time they passed the the, the finish um, straight they Hamilton seemed to get closer but then at a certain point uh, yeah he started dropping off again which was uh, yeah well I, I would have liked to see even a little bit more of a battle towards the end between the two of them but uh, I guess it wasn't it wasn't to be but um, well, well anyway it was a great podium to see I think with uh, uh, with the three uh, the three champions exactly and so then with Adrian Newey on it as well oh Adrian that was Newey great with 13 constructors yeah. that was great you yeah. have Lewis with 7 titles Max with 2 and Alonso, Alonso with yeah. 2 that's yeah. an insane insane finish and let's not forget that this actually with Max winning uh, this weekend uh, solidifies the 100th win yeah. for yeah. Red Bull it's the 100th which again really really great to be in person and to see uh Nui on the podium i mean he is he much respect to him little side question there how long is it gonna take checo to overtake uh, oh dear the wins that ricardo i think ricardo has seven weber has nine and checo now is five so how long are you gonna yeah this is how i think if he keeps going down this trajectory i i don't see it happening um well, he might pass Danny Rick, no? We don't know. Will <laughs> Checo still be around at Red Bull next year? That's a whole other box of yeah, questions. I think I, I, the, well, I think I've seen the, the next uh, Red Bull driver after Checo uh, runs out of con- contract. Yeah. That might be uh, Alex Albon, I'm thinking. I'm you hoping think it is. Th- I am oh, honestly boy. a huge advocate for Alex Albon taking that seat because he deserves a really really good car yeah, that's what would we see. see him back in Red Bull though again that would be a second chance and, and yeah, I don't but know they've kept him under contract even after he after they took him out of the Red Bull he was still he was loaned out from Red Bull so they always I think they've always had it Somehow. in the back of their minds and you know I guess we never know but uh, I'm just I'm just hoping for it too <laughs> because to be fair if we all remember when Alex got the seat at Williams it was also due to Red Bull sort no, of exactly. like pushing for him yeah, to exactly. be able to be given that seat so you know who would you give the seat to and I'm not asking Nancy because I know what the answer is going to be to Yuki or to <laughs> uh, or to Albon well okay I, I'm asking you would you give it to be honest would you give the seat to in 2025 Red Bull to Albon or to Tsunoda? I would like to see the freeze. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that comes out of left yeah. field. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I think each person can have their own hopes. <laughs> Alex, 
I yeah. think Yuki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Southeast well, Asian. But I'm thinking that Yuki, you know, uh, being Japanese and Honda now going to supply Aston Martin, maybe when Alonso runs out of a contract, Sonoda could go that direction and then Red Bull's going to have to look another way and then, well, I'm not going to say album twice. Oh, there I did. But to be fair, to be fair, what he has done with the Williams over these last couple of years yeah, truly deserves merit for him yeah. to get that call up. Well, if we go back in terms of uh, historically or recently, uh, when it comes to Williams drivers and the success that they have in in being able to level up, let's say, we can take Russell as an example, exactly. a driver who was doing quite well in his last season with Williams and especially during qualifyings. And he secured the second driver's seat in Mercedes as a result. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, anything's possible. I think that Albin so far this year has really been quite impressive. And yes, when you have a, when you have a car that is let's say in comparison to the top tier teams at a disadvantage so to speak and you have a driver that's able to maximize just about everything out of the car to be able to put on a quite an impressive performance and be in a competitive field mm -hmm. against the top 10 i mean that that does show a lot of um skill and it also shows a lot of discipline as a driver so I think that this weekend was an incredible weekend for him and we'll also highlight, you know, going back to the race that he also secured driver of the day yeah. and deservedly so. Yeah. I he he again had a wonderful weekend. He did he was he managed to come at the right opportune moment and be able to handle the pressure and go out on slicks and qualifying and secure that spot that we've already mentioned. And then the fact that in the race he finished in P7 but what an aggressive but well-timed battles that he had. I mean, he put his elbows out when he needed to. He performed, he was able to excel defensively as well and, um, and to continue to maintain his spot in the midfield. And that whole, that whole block there between Albin, you had Albin, you had Norris, you had Piastri, you had Stroll at one point, I'm missing somebody, Hugenberg, Bottas, Bottas. Um, I need to pronounce his last name properly in this group because I've already been told it's a little bit wrong. Um, but you had you had that block there that were was really exciting for a large part of the race because they were all so close and they were constantly trying to make moves. But in terms of that that grouping there, Albin was just he he was he was one of the strongest in that entire section and. So it was really great. I did anyone hear his uh, his elation on the radio yes. after? Yes. How I, how I great was that? I don't think I've ever heard him this excited because for a second you you always listen to Alban as someone who's very cool, calm, and collected yeah. usually when he speaks, and this was when he actually broke out of character. And I think even the commentators called like picked up on that. Like he doesn't usually sound like that. Yeah. So, no, I think pure racing wise, that was probably the the best battle during the race, with that block that you mentioned. And uh, I think, well, I don't want to uh, make a conclusion that's not correct, but I think we can say unanimously that we all agree that uh, Albon should be driver of the day. Or yeah. does anyone yes. want to yeah. object that? No, I don't no. think so. I was saying that with like ten laps to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> No, it was beautiful. It was similar to uh, uh, last year's race in Melbourne, where he finished P10. Where I, I don't know how he did that, and this was this might even have been better. 
Um, the one thing that I actually want to point out, sorry for interrupting, but um, Elbon and his history of managing tires. Yeah, it's mm. incredible. He mm. does that That's really, a good point. really well. So talking about management of tires, Ajit, uh, what do you think about uh, Ferrari today? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time this season, I think all of you have heard me complain and rant about everything to do with how their strategies have made. But today, the way they handle the calls the risk to stay on the mediums for as long as they did and the way the drivers managed the tyres, it was really, really well done. And after yesterday's sort of like kerfuffle, it was amazing to see what they did today. Um, of course, it's not where we want to see the battles happening, but positive signs? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I initially doubted when they didn't pit uh, when we had the safety car. I think well, I was taking a deep I thought breath the same thing. You and me both, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it ended up working quite good. And um, I guess they ha- didn't have as much trouble with the tires as they usually as they usually have. Uh, they kept out quite long on the mediums. And, um, and, and, yeah. Fun fact, they actually maintained the pace. And they were keeping up, like, in terms of speed-wise, despite being on, s- like, s- significantly older tires yeah. with the cars ahead of them. Yeah. So they weren't gaining, but pace-wise, they were about there. And that is, I think, one of the positive signs to take forward. Yeah, they, I like Anton touched on, I, I was hesitant during the safety car when I saw Max, I saw Lewis go in, they changed for fresh tires, and then they stayed out. And I was thinking, I started questioning that strategic decision. But it, it was, it was, I think, a definitely a a decision that at the time for um for ferrari to be able to maximize the most that they could get out of this sunday i think they were able to achieve that yeah true and i think uh, well Perez had a similar strategy as the ferraris uh, with a one stop well he did make two stops because he went for fastest lap but Mm -hmm. he had a one-stop strategy in uh, prince bovid and um and yeah what did you think of his race i mean he, he poor starting in the middle of the grid driving up to six I mean strategy wise I honestly expected them to go for that because I was thinking both the Ferraris and Checo would go for one stop because it all it would make sense to start on the hearts and that was why I questioned the Ferrari starting on mediums but Checo I don't know that is it something wrong with the car or he he both. just can't seem to be getting much out of it over the last couple of races no no true well, he struggled during qualifying as well to really um, get further ahead. So I- I'm not certain what's happened this weekend, but it seemed like overall it was a challenging weekend for him. Definitely was. And um, well, then we we talked about Albon. Then Ocon finished behind him with a wobbly rear wing. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Lando was complaining about that the entire time and on screen on TV it looked very wobbly, looked very wobbly. it looked scary on yeah. TV it looked as though it could drop off at any exactly. point in time and that I was you know we've seen the meatball flag being waved for little end plates half hanging off from, mm-hmm. from Magnussen and, yeah. and, and you know this I think was uh, significantly risky exactly yeah so I was surprised that they didn't wave any flag and the album was because we know that giving penalties for that after the race like Alonso had last year with his with his um, his mirror hanging off and that was he got a penalty for that but that was then retracted because basically yes. the complaint came in too late but yeah. 
we know that you shouldn't but you know what they should have done is perhaps wave a flag and and call him in the pits because i think that you can't thrive with that no or you shouldn't again then this opens the entire thing of like you know the consistency of certain calls and decisions that they make yeah i agree i agree so behind uh, Ocon, uh, we actually saw stroll finishing who was constantly in that little train at the very back of it but actually did manage to crawl up uh, even ahead of Bottas which frankly I didn't even really pick up during the end of the race to be honest I was surprised to see Stroll there so on my part that was a bit of confusion but uh, yeah well I'm glad to see he took two points at his yeah. home race mm-hmm. that uh, was an insane move because I remember like my friends and I we were watching in the apartment when we saw that happen we were completely unexpected we saw him gaining and gaining but yeah. no one expected him to pull it off at that point in time yeah I've seen it back now I don't know how I've missed it but uh, but yeah it was an insane it was very yeah. mm-hmm. very uh, he definitely takes risks sometimes when it comes yeah, to those does. overtakes and yeah late into the race yeah well I, I think uh, we need to applaud the, the two points there and then Bottas finished 10th where he also was on a one stop stretch actually he started on hearts and went all the way in and then stopped only once and was hanging on not hanging on and with Lando and he was actually lucky in the end with Lando screwing up in the end and then thereby taking that point but uh, but Lando was uh, yeah that was a little bit of a Lando had a really good try wasn't it yeah let's yeah. let's talk a little bit about McLaren actually because uh, specifically Norris because he um he he had some really shining moments in the race and then he had some unfortunate ones he definitely had an up and down and First, he overtook his teammate, which actually I, th- I thought was a great overtake that he managed. It looked like Piastri was, was quite surprised himself at that, uh, who also was doing pretty well at that point in time during the race. But he then had a situation where he had an unsafe release with Albin. Thankfully, he wasn't handed a penalty at that point in time. But then he was given a five-second penalty for driving unnecessarily slowly under the safety car. Um, but that was, I guess, with the intention to give a little bit of space to allow both the McLaren cars to yeah, pit. Yeah, for double stacking, yeah. And um, so he, he was handed a five-second penalty that then resulted in, in him finishing out of the points. But if that hadn't have occurred he himself was really throwing his elbows out. I, I think this was one of his mo- more aggressive races that we have seen this season. Yeah. And when it comes to the McLaren car, we can see that there has been some improvements over the last few races. Um, they obviously have struggled in the very beginning of the season. And now we're getting more into the season where you can see that the upgrades, I think, have, have added an element more of uh, pace. And you can, and and with Norris, he's he's putting his elbows out, and it was nice to see. It was nice to be to witness that because we haven't really seen any of that this season. So Lando really did have some good overtakes this this race. Mm-hmm. He, the way he was daring enough to go late on the brakes time and again, and I think the drivers in front of him just were not expecting it. So I think the only other thing that we'll mention that took place during the race was the fact that George Russell uh, did... Well, we we saw two retirements, actually. But George Russell did retire on lap 55 because he crashed early. Now, they did try to put 
fresh tires on him and put him back on the race but it seemed as though that the damage was too much and so he did end up retiring so I, th- I think that's the only other thing that I would mention. Oh, and we we touched on the fact that Perez did secure the fastest lap, right? Yeah, I believe yeah, you mentioned that. True. So I, I think that pretty much covers it. Is there anything else that we want to add here for the race? Visually, I can, I will describe visually. Anton's looking around at all of us, waiting, expecting waiting maybe a response. Answer, Anyone no, I, has I anything? Has, yeah. One thing that would be interesting to mention is since we spoke about Perez getting fastest lap, that does mean he does have the pace in the car, but somehow or other he just couldn't get it throughout yeah, the true. entirety of it. True. So that is something that, if you ask me, really surprised me when I when I looked at it. Yeah, oh, that's right. He did a decent recovery uh, race, I guess, in the end. And yeah, he just messed it up with qualifying. Did you see the fastest? I didn't hear it on the screen. No, no, they didn't show it constantly because during the race. I was annoyed with that. Yeah, on the I was podium wondering. there was a screen behind, and there there was. Oh really? But on the other screens up, I couldn't see it, and oh. I was wondering why it's there but not weird. I, w- I was constantly annoyed yeah. by not seeing yeah, who had the fastest lap, and yeah. also at the end of the race, I wanted to know because we all saw Perez pitting, and yeah. we didn't. Mm. This weekend's forecast game, we had 439 players, and there was an average score of 49.9, almost a 50. And well, just to head it off and bite off the quiz a little bit, I'm gonna ask you guys. You're looking on my screen, Nancy. Yeah, I, can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, how do you? <laughs> so to bite off the quiz a little bit. How many people do you think got the podium right? And Sam, you can start with this. Correct podium of Verstappen, Alonso, Hamilton. <laughs> okay, I, I have to... I... Mm, and 432. People playing? People playing. People playing. People playing. No, no, no. <laughs> people playing. You know I like to do math. I like to do the, I like to do the math. 439. 439. 439. Yeah. My apologies. No, uh, because I didn't have an answer when I asked the question. Um, okay, I'm going to say 10. Nancy, did you see it on my screen or not? No, we didn't. Okay. <laughs> I say 32. It's on Well, I was one of them, so that's one at Ooh. least. Ah, that's good. Uh, that's, that's true. Good yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know, I think a lot of people hope that Hamilton would do very well this weekend so and also Alonso I don't know I would say 60 okay Ajit 16 Megan what was the question how many people got the podium right so how many people predicted Verstappen Alonso uh, Hamilton in that exact order I just missed that one yeah I yeah I went opposite the two three yeah so did uh, I yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, so did Sam. No, actually, I had Leclerc, Leclerc in third. Okay, yeah. yeah, let's not speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not going to talk about that one. Charles is only. How many people got the podium right? Seventy-four. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Ajit got it. Well, you did get it right, but you were closest. It was twenty-two people. Oh. You were only six off. Very good. Not I bad. Had high hopes. I had high hopes this week. 
Right, so <laughs> as we already mentioned, Itzanne here won the weekend. She had 90 points. She predicted, Woo! yeah, I think it's worth an applause. <laughs> Definitely is. So you predicted, and we were actually, well, we were at the Martin Garrix party afterwards. I told you, you had 88 points, but I missed the two points that you got for Stroll because I didn't, I didn't see that Stroll finished ninth. So mm -hmm. you had a correct P1, a correct P2, a correct P3, a correct P4, wow. a correct P5, Whoa. a correct P6, <laughs> and also a correct P9. Wow. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well done. <laughs> yeah. And then in second place was Ignacio Silva from Argentina with 78 and a half points. He also had a correct podium and a correct P4 scored some points for Perez, for Sainz and Ocon. A third place goes to Jesus Diaz from Uruguay with one point less than the second place, so 77 and a half. He also had a correct podium and a correct P4, scored some points for Perez, Sainz and Stroll. Another noteworthy mention is that the winner of the Spain weekend was again in the top 20, now at P17, so that was Eloise from Belgium. And with those scores, there's a couple of changes in the high scores, but you're going to see that in the upcoming reels for next week. Um, it's Anne, you made it to the sixth score worldwide now with your 90 points. So that's uh, very good. There's only, uh, well, the Saudi winner, and besides that, all the people in Baku who scored more points, who also were able to score more points because it was a, a sprint weekend. And so we're going to look at the standings a little bit. We had Tobias Jolie, who was on P1. He remains on P1. His uh, lead shrunk a little bit. Uh, he scored 48 points. He now has four, 477.5 points. He's still 15.4 points in the lead. Chip Kovker, who was on P3, is back on P2. He scored 57 points this weekend. And Jesus Diaz, who finished third this weekend, is now also in the third place in the league. So behind him, there's uh, Filip Hojavec, who was already in P3 previously. Diana Milojevic was in P3 last weekend, and she dropped to P5. And then after that, we have on the sixth place, Bart Hofker. Uh, he finished P5 this weekend. Also a really good score. So that rounds up the standings. And I think it would be worthwhile. So we mentioned that Itzana finished first, but let's see how the rest of us finished. So did I finally beat 20 points? Yeah, you actually did. You, you scored 25. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, but you, yeah, you finished 426 out of 439 people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not Let's great. not talk about my scores. Yeah, all right. Hey, like as long as you're moving up. Hey, man, I always go for the outside shots. We know you that. do. We you know do. That. Megan, you scored uh, 54 points. Yes. Actually, so did I. So Woo. we are 138. Uh, Sam, you scored half a point less than we did. We have you have 53.5 points. Once again, we're close in our in our uh, results this weekend. But yeah. you beat me. You beat me. Yeah, by half a point. <laughs> Nancy, you scored 41.3. Actually, you were 25th worldwide, and now you're dropping 36. It's on, and you moved from 88 to place 16 now. So nice. That's, that's very good. 
and uh, yeah, That's you were behind me previously. Now you you're far ahead of all of us actually. Nice. So that brings yeah. us to the quiz of this weekend, and so we're gonna go past all the finishes, and we're gonna see who gets close to guessing how many people had each position predicted correctly. Do we win anything? A lot of honor. <laughs> whole lot of honor unless any of you can come up with a good prize i think i should already get honor for you know always going with the bad picks <laughs> well look if, if you can't you have balls, <laughs> yeah if, if you can't win i mean overall this year in in the picks maybe you can win out of the forecast game here with us guessing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you exactly. can take that accolade exactly. there's still hope exactly uh, well and you get to get if any of you get well, we will see. Sam has previously gotten three correct answers and more than three. No, three in total. Over them, yeah. Two last time and the yeah. time before that one. How come everybody <laughs> agrees <laughs> with this? We, we are immediately like, yeah. Everyone's keeping score. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's keeping score. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, maybe maybe it's another one today. Let's see. Okay. All right. So. We're going to start with Verstappen, who, f who finished first. How many people predicted him as a P1 finish? And I think what we're going to do is we're going to go, each one of you is going to start. So we're with one, two, three, four, five people. And we have 11 because fastest left. We'll see how we do the last one. But anyway, yeah, go. How go. many people participated? 439. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Nancy, how many people predicted Verstappen correctly as winning this race out of 439 people that played the game? 181. That's a good guess. That's a good shot. But it wasn't me. I didn't want to take him on pole. Uh, ah! on yeah, you had Pires. Yeah, I, Pires. I wanted to do yeah. something new, but it was it was a mistake. Yeah. So <laughs> next week, Austria back to the old. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to say too much. <laughs> ah, yeah. No, don't give it away. <laughs> right, okay, one hundred eighty-one. What do you think, Sam? I'm gonna go two twenty. Two twenty. All right. It's on it. Two hundred and fifty. Two fifty. Ajit. 327. Ooh. Mm. Megan? 292. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ajit takes the lead. Wow! Let's go! <laughs> if you would have uh, switched <laughs> the 7 and the 2 around, you would have had it correct. So, oh. 372. Yeah, 372 people. Well, let's, this, is, this is something maybe you can <laughs> get more points. <laughs> let's also mention the fact that... Um, majority of a very large majority of those that played all picked Verstappen to win yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so we can't we can't not bypass that bypass that little thing sure. that little detail there I mean that's kind of why I went with the high number I was surprised everyone else went with low yeah. <laughs> hundreds yeah, yeah, yeah true <laughs> alright so time for all of you to to get back at Ajit with Alonso <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Alonso finished second. Sam, how many people do you think had him in P2? Besides it's on him. Well, we know at least one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say 101. 
I feel like I'm very wrong <laughs> already. It's something. Mm. Alonso on two. Yeah. 80. 80. That's not a confirmation that it's correct. It's just confirming your answer. Wait, what What did I say for the top three or something? Because I don't should say contradictive things. What did I... What was I the other... No, no, who Who had the top three correct? Yeah, yeah, and then I, I said one. And then how many people I said? She said ten. You said... It was 16. Uh, or no, sorry. Yeah, it was... He, he no, but you said 60 something. something. That was wrong. Yeah, that was wrong. It was way less than that. But this is how many people um, had were Alonso on, on, on Yeah, exactly. Two. So perhaps people who had nah, Alonso make, on two. I would say 30. 30. But you had... Okay, so you changed your 80 to 30. Yeah, I cut out the whole other okay. part. Ajit. <laughs> how many? 261. Wow. 261. Megan. To have Alonso in two? Uh, 62. Nancy. 46. It's something you should have stayed with the 80 mm. because then you would have won it. But now it goes to Megan. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our Yeah! <laughs> Go team! <laughs> How much was it? 77. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Always go with your gut. Yeah. In this case. Mm -hmm. All right. So we move on to... Okay, I write down a point for Megan. So then we move on to Hamilton on P3, and it's Sana who takes the first guess. How many people predicted Hamilton there? 50. All right, Ajit? 111. Megan? Hamilton third. 42. 42. 126. 126, Sam? I'm going to say 135. Ooh, this is going to be tight. I feel like Ajit has been looking on the forecast and been writing everything down. And Did he get this one right down to the no, number? He didn't, he didn't get it right, but he was very, very close. So it was 113. Wow. Let's go. Ajit, you need to take this same energy and put it into your picks for the you rest see, of the season. You see, over here, I can be objective about it and yeah, think about different. it logically with math. When it comes to me making my picks, I just don't want to conti continuously go with Max. Oh, yeah. well. I feel like. I yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Let me live. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so. Who then we go to the Ferraris, and actually, Ajit, you can begin with guessing how many people predicted Leclerc in fourth place. Ooh. Uh, Let's see if you've really done your homework. <laughs> Not you, you had him in first. I had him in first. <laughs> I, see, I, I have chosen him first, what, five times now? Look, there was people, there was two people with strong P1 as well, so... <laughs> yeah, really. Uh -huh. Not just Tom. Oh, not just Tom, no, okay. someone else too. Shout out to Tom, though. Yeah. Let's go, Tom. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Uh, Charles will be for... You know what? I think I'm going to go with... 45. Megan. Mm, Charles will be... 102. 102. Nancy? 56. 56. Sam? 87. 87. 100? 
Oh, sorry. You said a hundred? Price is right rules, right? I think <laughs> all of you can give up and just give this to a G because he, oh. he was just one off. It was 46. No, oh, no way! Really? <laughs> yeah. How is this happening right now? A Jeep. That I'm. I gotta say, that's impressive. It is. It is really. At this point, because it's almost every single one. Yeah. You're. Yeah. You're yeah. almost yeah. bang on for one. the number. Yeah. yeah. It's, I it's did gonna get be. One. Wow. I'm gonna take that to my grave. <laughs> All right. Oh, here's your. Here's your opportunity <laughs> to get another one. <laughs> Signs P five. Did I pick this? No. No. Um. Sixty-six. Nancy. Fifty-eight. Sam? 94. It's on it? 75. 27. 27. Okay, it's really gonna be between Ajit and Megan because this one goes to Megan. Yeah! Let's go! Because <laughs> it was 69. Wow, yeah. very close. Yeah, you got very close, just three off. You both All are right. doing well. <laughs> we move on to Perez. Nancy, how many people had Perez on P6? I'll take him on the first. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes or not you um, <laughs> 61 61 42 42 it's on him you had him on p6 yes but i think people expected him to do better than p6 so i guess 20 20 a g 35 megan i was gonna say 32 <laughs> I write down 32? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, it's 3-3 three, three because Megan, you got this one. Yeah! <laughs> it's, close. it's 29. Ajit almost Let's got go. it. You are oh, close with the 35. So close. So what are we at the in terms of... 3-3. 3-3. 3-3. Wow. Yeah, yeah, okay, and how many we... Okay. And how many we got left? Well, we got P7 to 10 and 5 Right, that would make sense, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's, been a long, it's been a long day. So we're going to the interesting one. P7. Album. Oh, right. Sam, how many people got that? I'm going to say three. Three. The, <laughs> the way that you just responded, I'm... I was no, about to say... These are, the, these are the interesting ones, you know. Yeah, ones yeah. Are, mm -hmm. I know. A little bit out of place. True. Honestly, I think no one. You say no one? Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not a bad guess either. Throwing your phone away with it? <laughs> yeah. it fell. All right, so you say none. So three, none, Ajit. But it, you can guess the same thing if you want to. But it'd be fun if you don't. What do we have right now? Album. No, no, no. Ah, three for Sam, zero for Itzana. You're up. Let's go with five. Five. I was going to pick seven. Seven. I was thinking seven at first and I swapped wait, out wait, to five. I need to write it down actually. Yeah. Three. It sounds says zero. Ajit says five. Yeah. Megan says seven. Why are we Nancy. late? I would also say three. Both Sam and Nancy got closest because it was two people. Oh. What do we do if two people get closest? You share the point or you both get a point? I, I doubt you're gonna win it anyway, so I'll both no. give you a point. Wow! <laughs> that is a dig! <laughs> it's okay, that's okay. He okay. says that now Nancy and I will come back stronger than ever on our actual picks, right? It's like playing bingo here. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, it's even more funny because the two people that got Alvin on P7 
each one of you knows one of the people. Re no, really? Yeah. Now, should I... Sh that's even more interesting. Well, you know more people than you do, I guess, playing the game. So, I, I, I think... Well, and you're saying you mean... Let me just describe. Anton's pointing oh, at sorry. me. Oh, yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> all right. But I think you're not going to... Well, you can guess all the people you know who okay. play the game. But no, but... I, I okay, I'll make one guess. Okay. I'll make one guess. All right. Um, and it's someone that... Yeah, it's, you obviously said it's someone I know. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wild guess. I'm going to say Brit because she's been doing so well lately. No, it was Eugenie. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I oh, know you know, Eugenie. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know all the circles uh, around. Yes, there, yes. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, and Danielle also got it right. Oh, Yeah. Right. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, those were the only two people who had Alban on P7 and scored uh, all the six points there. We're moving on to Ocon, and it's it's Sana who starts guessing how many people had Ocon on P8. 85? 85, I write down. Ajit. Ocon P8. 67. 67. Megan? 52. 52. Nancy? 77. And I'm missing Sam. Yes. Um, I'm going to say 62. 62. Oh, wow. All right. So I thought I'd go lower than everybody else, you know. Just throw it out there. I'm the lowest. Well, it was just 3-3 three, three oh, and right. 1 for Sam and Nancy each, but Nancy scoring another point. Ooh. Because it was seventy three and you yeah, had seventy seven, nice. so that's four off. So oh my four. god! How am I always just like? Mm. Yeah, you were close nice. again. Actually. Nancy, you technically have the yeah. you have the ability to come back and win this yeah. now, and I feel like after Anton, she's made, doing a Ferrari. Yeah. I feel like after Anton <laughs> made the comment, yeah, now yeah, now yeah, this is where she comes Steve. back yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so um, Stroll on P nine. And who starts it? I think Ajit. Ajit. We know it's Sana got it, right? No, I know. I, I spaced out. Um, Stroll, P9. I'm thinking... You know what? This has got to be popular. So let's go... 157. 157. Megan, another chance to take the lead from uh. the group. Stroll and P9, 11. 11. You two are very far apart. <laughs> 41. 41, says Nancy. Sam. 33. 33 Alonso? for Sam. Alonso? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah, no, we're true. So, we're, we, we keep on waiting. <laughs> Actually, when Nancy said 41, I had 40 in my mind. I thought, okay, let's not say 40 because it's too close to Nancy. And then I had 35 in my head. And then Sam says 33. <laughs> so um, let's go 38. 38, you're saying? Yes. No, that means actually that it's three against three against three because Nancy Ooh, takes the point. Let's go! And how much <laughs> How much was it? It was 52, so you're only 11 away. Uh, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> Even if I said 40, 40 then I still, still... Yeah, exactly. So, there's only two left, P10 and fastest lap. So, P10. And 
Megan is beginning, I will give you one heads up. I had Bottas on P10, so at least there's one person who got it right. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Hold on, I'm actually surprised. I'm actually surprised that you chose him for P10. Yeah, so was I. Yeah, <laughs> like I, like I, I'm, I'm very surprised. Yeah, well, you and Insana both had Joe on the, the other alpha. Yeah, you picked him too. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, yeah. I like Joe. We we know that I like Joe. So I... we saw Joe. We saw Joe. We did see him. Yeah, same. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> okay. Mm. We're starting at Megan. Yeah. Yeah, both has a P10. Uh. Let's go with 12. 12. That's so wrong. All right, down. That's so wrong. <laughs> Nancy, think about it well. Eight. Eight. Ooh. She was ready. Yeah, she's been thinking about it. Have you been? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not as well as Nancy. Um, I'm going to say five. Five. This is tight. It could also stay undecided, you know. If what do you mean? Well, oh, if, if, if we tie, yeah, yeah. Still have thing. fastest lap, okay. Yeah, true. Relax. True, true. It's on it. How many people had Bottas there in P10? It was... Somebody said 15 already? 12. Uh, <laughs> not 15. <laughs> 15? I write down 15. 7. 7. Yeah, well, it's Sunday. You get closest. There was actually quite a lot of people. There was thirty-eight. Oh. oh. So it's Sunday wins it. Yeah, it's quite a lot of people. Oh wow! So we're really? down to the shootout. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually very surprised yeah, because I was I was surprised that you chose uh, <laughs> Valtteri. So I'm even more surprised at thirty-eight. And nothing. Clearly, they they were right. Um, but yeah, that that's surprising. True. Yeah, I'm also a bit surprised by it. All right. So let's see if we can have a tiebreaker here. With fastest left, Pires. <laughs> Pires, who wants to? Actually, it's basically between the three of them. So perhaps. Oh, don't, don't you dare! Oh, don't you no. dare tell us that we're not included <laughs> in no, these picks. No, how about we start with both of them? I just wanted to see that. How about we start with both of them? Like we're like the le no. <laughs> hey, you guys had better points than me all this season. Yeah, let's not forget that Itzana also won this week. Yeah. So. Yeah, we and, get to and, pick. And the whole of last <laughs> season, so all right. Uh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We it. can't win them all. <laughs> you want to buy Well, you then? can't win them all, I guess. <laughs> it's on it. it it's Pires. 65? Fastest lap. 65? 65? You've said it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think you're going to cut out the other two. Okay. I think you're going to cut out the other two, so. so that's 195. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm sure you're gonna cut out the other ones. No, I wasn't going to. Okay, well. All right, Ajit. Thinking about this first. What? Let's go seventy-two. Seventy-two. I write down. <laughs> Kitty, Kitty. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Pettis was the fastest lap. 62. Nancy. 122. Sam. 87. Okay. 
I declare the winner of this week's quiz to be Megan. Yeah! Because yeah! it was it was only thirty two, so you're the lowest yes! out of all of everybody. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Suck it! <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's all. It, it, I I gotta say, this has been quite entertaining having yeah, everybody I'm very here. Good at guessing random numbers. <laughs> yes, they're not that's random. A, yeah, they're technically not random. Yeah. No. Statistics. There you go. Says the winner. That's it. <laughs> so, well, I guess all that's left is to say that we're all looking forward to the race in two weeks, where actually one of us will be at. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nancy, um how many times like first of all, this isn't your first time going to this race, right? To well, fourth. to this track. Fourth this is your already. fourth time. Yes. Oh, what are you most excited to see outside of the cars? Uh the green carpet. It's um special um event in Austria. So all the drivers and CEOs are coming um, to the entrance and all the fans can wait for them. It's, uh, it's nice. You can see the drivers and yes. And uh, the camping um, around the circuit. Um, funny place, funny fans, um, singing, drinking. Yeah, it's very funny. Nice. And is it going to be... Oh, because it's going to be a sprint weekend. So that's the second sprint mm -hmm. weekend you're going to, right? Because yes. you were at Azerbaijan. Or last year you were also at Spielberg, which was yes. also sprint yes. weekend, right? Yes. So you're already used to sprint weekends. But for those that are not used to it, uh, for the game, you got to make your picks actually a little bit earlier because I think we're going to have the same Thursday. setup for, for qualifying, having a separate qualifying for the sprint as for yeah. the race. Yeah. So that means, yeah, you got to be, you got to be on time with your, with your prediction. And we're going to be going in blind again. We're going to be going in blind because we're not going to yeah. see any free practice. Because I remember Baku being blind. Yeah. So <laughs> this is going to be blind as well. Not like it makes much difference for me anyway. <laughs> Maybe this time you'll pick Max's P1. Uh, let's uh, not I don't think so. go there. I did that once and it felt wrong. Well, I think that was the f first race of the weekend of, of the year where you picked my. Well, at least you scored 56 points in Bahrain, and after that, yeah, it went down. Yeah, low. just because I did not want to go with Red Bulls 1 2. I, I continuously go against the grain. I, I stand by it. So, 1 2 for Ferrari in Austria? Always! Let's go! <laughs> Forza Ferrari! <laughs> Okay, so before we end this podcast, uh, let's go around the table here. One word to describe this weekend. Anton? Fantastic. Nancy? Awesome. Asana? Amazing. Ajit? Wish I was there. <laughs> you were there, technically, on Thursday. Yeah, but you guys know what I mean. <laughs> and that's more than one word, so let's go back. One word. Ferrari? Ferrari! Yeah. <laughs> Megan. Okay. It's easy to have a conversation with a G to just throw in that. Uh, <laughs> That's it. It causes me pain, yeah. but I still support it. And joy too. I can yeah. see that in your eyes. Yes. Yeah. Megan. An experience. Or experience. Two words, but we'll take it. Experience. Okay. Experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, word. I changed it in wet. It was wet. wet. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, it, was, it was wet indeed. The track was wet. Although it's... it's <laughs> so Sam, what's your word to describe this race? I would say memorable. 
All right. And with that, we conclude. I think so. I think I think that pretty much wraps it up. That also means that we'll be back to recording as we normally do with distance. But I will say this, that um, that I have had a wonderful weekend with all of you. And I hope that we can all do this again sometime soon. Us too. Yeah. No, that's that's a given. It was really fun. I think that sums it up brilliantly, Sam. Okay, well, I think that also means that that wraps up this episode. It so, does. bye guys. Auf Wiedersehen. Au revoir.